It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans, and welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. So today is part two of the shooting guards, and then we'll do two wings, um, just previewing their minutes and uh, basically kind of like their homework, what, what, what I want to see from these guys and uh, how they would fit uh, in this upcoming season. Also, I do want to talk about Denny. Uh, he played in the FIBA World Cup qualifiers as well. They played against Sweden. They did lose. I uh, just don't want to talk about how he played. I didn't get to watch the game, but I did get some insight from Iran Soroka. Uh, he was a guest on Locked on Wizards. Um, you can follow him on Twitter at S-O-R-O-K-M-A-N. Um, he is an NBA analyst for Sport 5 in Israel. Um, he definitely gives me a, a a really good, he gives me a good insight and he doesn't have, you know, a, a biased opinion on, you know, how Denny plays. He, he keeps it real and honest. Denny played well or if he didn't. So, um, looking at the numbers, so Denny scored 13 points. They did lose to Sweden. Um, they lost. The score was – he didn't send me the score. They lost 83 to 95. They lost 83 to 95. Um, I want to say they lost to the game before as well. So Denny was 4 of 8 from the three-point line. Uh, Iran says his shot does look more fluid, which, you know, he's been working out with Drew Hanlon over the summer. Um, 0 for 3 from the two from, – from, uh, for two – for two uh, two point field goals, he was 0 for three and one for two from the free throw line. He lost 83 to 95. He had five boards, five turnovers, one assist and one block. Not a fan of the assist to turnover ratio. I know Denny is better than that. Five turnovers and one assist is not like him. Now I know he is coming back from uh, being out due to um, testing positive for the virus. Uh, he was in health and safety protocol, so this is his second game back from that. Um, also, something that was underwhelming was his plus minus was minus 20. Um, he was worst on the floor, worst on the court in that category. Denny is usually really good in the plus-minus box. He's a positive player. Whenever he goes out there, he impacts the game in a positive way, whether it's, you know, if he's not knocking down the shot or finishing around the rim, he's able to impact the game defensively or being a playmaker or passing, getting teammates in open spots and getting them in spots to, um, you know, make an easy basket. Um, also, just some context about the game. Uh, one of his threes where did get the score to 66-70. to 70. So he did get the game to uh, within within reach um, after they were down by 20. So they were down by 20 at one point. He brought the game uh, back down to four by knocking down a three, bringing it to 66 to 70. Um, he did have a couple of misses around the rim. I'm not sure if they were layups or not, but he did have some good passes that did not become assists uh, where guys were just not knocking down the shot. Um, he did try to feed the bigs mainly. So that's something I can see with Porzingis. That's something I can see with Chris has Porzingis. Um, like I talked about, you know, 
how do these games translate to regular games? Like you look at the Auburn game and you look at the competition. So you don't want to take too much stock in that game, but you saw the potential with Denny where, Hey, if you use him in this way, he could reach his potential where, you know, Mike Schmitz of draft draft express said Denny was the still of the draft. You could see where he was the primary playmaker. He was making plays. He was getting to the free throw line. He was finishing above the rim and dunking the ball. That's, that's the game where I saw, Hey, this is what, you know, the consensus projected Denny to be at that ninth pick where some people had him at the, as a top five pick in the draft. Um, so this game was not one of his best games. I guess overall the team as well. Um, Yamadur had 27 points. He plays for the Celtics. It was plus 11 and 28 minutes. Denny played 25 minutes of the game. So it's a 40 minute game. So that's solid minutes there. Chris has played 29 minutes um, and 25 minutes is around what, Denny usually gets for the Washington Wizards. We're, we're going to talk about him just a little bit, him and Rui. We're going to get to him. And then there's so many wings on the roster. You know, Kyle Kuzma's a wing. Will Barton's a wing. Um, even Anthony Gill, you want to throw him in that group too. So they got a good, they have a good amount of wings on the roster forwards. You know, Corey Kisper sometimes is a wing too. So he's played, he's played small forward. He played small forward a lot last year. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Denny, he, he's been up and down so far in the FIBA World Cup qualifiers. I hate that he was out with the health and safety protocols. But um, last game, yeah, he, he got blocked twice is what Iran said. So some of the deficiencies and some of the things, some improvement areas are showing. Some good things are showing, too. Four for eight from the three-point line is really, really good. I'm happy about that. I'm really looking forward to him shooting better from the three-point line because that will open up a lot of things for him offensively where, hey, guys are, you know, have to guard him and close, close out where guys are kind of staying back because they don't believe that he's going to knock down the three. So when he starts to open up that three – or start knocking down the three, that can open up so much for his game. That can just open up so much for the Washington Wizards offense as a team. You know, his rookie year, he shot 31% from the three. This past year, he shot 31% from the three, which is below league average. So if he can open that up where guys are closing out, he can attack that closeout. We look at the Auburn game, he was attacking closeouts and getting to the basket, getting to the rim, getting fouled. So only shot two free throws this game. I want to see him get to the line more. Um, he's a really good rebounder too. So we already know that. And I know he's a solid, really good defender as well. So, um, not one of his better games. This is what Iran said, not one of his better games. So, um, looking forward to the next one, looking forward to the next one. So, um, but I do want to get to, I want to finish up with the shooting guard position. Will the throw Barton, Johnny Davis, and then I'll talk about, uh, Denny, uh, his, or actually, you know, Denny or Rui, we'll see how much time. Uh, we have in this episode, and I'll get to that uh, on the uh, position preview. But I, I, I guess I'll, I'll I'll do I'll do Rui or Rui again. I'll, I'll see how I'm feeling. So, uh, but before we do get to those guys and, and touch on those guys and expectations and grades or you know improvement areas or what we're expecting for these guys, how they can help out the minute distribution. Um, this episode is brought to you by NHTSA Impaired Driving. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been seen, if you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients 
and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right. So let's start off with Will Barden for the shooting guard slash wings. Uh, part two. Uh, Will the thrill. You look at his uh, raw numbers from basketball reference. He averaged 14 points a game, four boards a game, 3.9 assists. I really like the playmaking ability of Will the thrill. He's a guy that can be a secondary ball handler. Um, he said he wants to play with big gaff. You know, he wants to throw lobs to big gaff. So if, if Will the thrill comes off the bench as a two guard, as a shooting guard behind Bradley Bill, or if he starts at the three. So really, he can be he can throw lobs to Chris Tapps. I can see that happening. I can see him throwing lobs. To, to Daniel Gafford as well. He's a really good playmaker. Him and Jokic, you know, Jokic is not a lob threat at all, but him and Jokic, you know, he has some assist to Jokic. Will Barton is a really good – he's a solid three-point shooter as well. He leads the Denver Nuggets all-time three-pointers made. I know this because he played so many games with the Denver Nuggets. But at the same time, he can really space the floor too. He's six foot six, 181 pounds. So he has, he has the height and the length of a small forward, but he's a wiry, lean – skinny guys he's, he's, he's athletic um defensively he was top 20 in defensive uh box plus minus same thing with monte morris now defensively he has tailed off in the last couple of years he was one of the top rated in the off um chaser roles per basketball index now you look at some of the games in the playoffs he did look a little lost in the sauce defensively now the the improvement areas that i hear from nuggets fans or from adam morris who was on the show a couple of weeks ago who does locked on nuggets um, is shot selection. You know, sometimes he'll, you know, he's a microwave scorer. So sometimes you're going to get hot. You know, you're just going to get in that microwave. You're going to have a heat check from here and there. Sometimes he does take some ill-advised shots. Sometimes he takes some tough shots. Some He's a tough shot maker too. He's a tough shot maker. He's a really good finisher around the rim. And we need we need guys that can play above the rim. So he does bring athleticism to the team, which I'm really looking forward for that. Uh, for that, he brings toughness. I really think he's in a contract year two. He's in a contract year. This is a contract year for Will Barton. Going to bring up his contract too, um, and I I really like the familiarity familiarity with Wes Unsell Jr. Him and Monte Morris, where you know, and he's Will Barton has been said that you know to be said that he's been working out in Los Angeles uh, with the Wizards too in their players driven uh, training camp or, or players driven mini camp. Uh, Will Barton he's on a two year, thirty million dollar deal. This upcoming offseason, he will be an unrestricted free agent. So he's going to – it's a contract year for him as well. Same thing, like I said, with Chris Porzingis. You know, Chris, uh, Will, he's going to be playing for another contract. Last year, we got a lot of guys on – becoming a couple guys becoming undrafted free agents. I kind of compare Will to Montrez Harrell in a sense, just kind of like their impact where I think how Montrez had such a strong impact, positive impact, where he was dominating games. I think Will Barton can do something similar to that where he's going to have a couple 30-point games this year where he's going to go off and he'll be a microwave scorer uh, where Montrez had some incredible games. I think Will Barton's capable of doing something like that too where fans just fall in love. I think fans are going to love Will Barton, just the intensity he plays with, the, the tough, the Baltimore grittiness, the Baltimore toughness. 
I think fans are going to love that him playing so close to where he was um, to where, you know, where he grew up is awesome. So um, he's on a two year, uh, $30 million deal. We'll see if the Wizards do bring him back. He is 32 years old, um, you know, which is which is not bad at all. Not, not, not you know, 32 um, right in the middle there in playing years. So um, but the three percentage is intriguing. I, I like that because it definitely can raise the bar for the Wizards from the three point line. Like I said, they, they need any shooting they can get. Um, 14 points a game, you know, would he be better come off the bench or would he be better starting? You know, we'll see. They started KCP at the three last year. Um, 3.9 assists, 4.8 boards, 14 points a game. Uh, the free throw line, I want to see how many times he got to the free throw line. 1.8 free throws per game, so he doesn't really get to the free throw line much. Um, but 80% from the free throw line, which is solid. Solid rebounder, too. A um, couple steals per game. Point, well, not a couple, but 0.8 stills per game so will the thrill you know i think he's going to start i think that's what wes well like to you know having that familiarity with the nuggets guys i think they were brought here to start i don't think any of these guys were brought to come off the bench so will is going to start how is that going to work out defensively with brad will and monte morris how is it going to work out we'll see i'm intrigued to see it now he last year for the nuggets you know jamal murray was out michael porter jr was out so he had to step up in a big role for the for the nuggets and he played really well next to Jokic and monte morris he played 65% of his minutes were at shooting guard. 34% of his minutes were at the small four position. 1% at the power forward position. Did not play point guard or center at all. So he is interchangeable. I think this year is going to it's going to flip where he's going to play 65% of his minutes at the small four position and then about 34% of his minutes at the shooting guard position. Um, but if he does come in and play with second units or they could stagger his minutes, that's where I could really see him go off. Kind of like how Montrose Harrell just goes crazy on bench units. I can see I can see Will Barton doing something like that too. Where he's going he's going crazy on starter on starter units as well. But I just do think that you know maybe Denny starting or Rui starting as a three and then having Will come with a bench can really provide some firepower for that second unit. It can really fire and and just I got a guy that can create a shot for himself. Wizards didn't have a lot of guys that could create shots for themselves off of the dribble. And Will Barton is certainly somebody that can do that. Bradley Bill can create a shot for himself off the dribble. Chris Tabs can create a shot off, off the dribble for himself and score. And uh, Will Barton is somebody that can do that, too. I think Monte Morris is a guy that can do it. Rui can do it consistently. Um, but, you know, other than that, Corey Kisper is somebody – he's a guy that, you know, needs somebody to set him up to score or, you know, backdoor cuts. Denny's still working on that. DeLon Wright is, is a playmaker. He's looking for guys. He's looking to set guys up more than score. Um, and then Gaffer's another guy that needs – is usually – his basses are assisted. So Will Barton is a guy that doesn't need an assist to score. He's a guy that can just play, make, and create at times. He's a guy that can bring the ball up too and initiate offense. So I want to see how West uses Will to throw Barton. So I'm really intrigued by that pickup. If he does bring him off the bench, I think he can be a, a six man of the year candidate. But if he's starting, I'm fine with that too. I really am. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. 
Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so next guy is Johnny Davis. Oh, and I have Will Barton. So you look at the minutes from Will Barton the last couple of years. He has averaged, so last year he had 32 minutes a game. The year before that in 2021, 31 minutes a game. He started 52 games out of 56. He played in 71 games last year and started in 71 games. Uh, and then in 2019, 2020, he started uh, 58 games. The 2019 through 2021, he was listed as a small forward. And then 2022, this past year, he was listed as a shooting guard. So he can do both. Um, but I'm going to say around that 30 minute point, 30 minute, 30 minutes per game range, probably about 32, really 32 again, really 33. I think he's going to play a lot with, with, with Wes. I think he's going to play a lot with Wes. Wes has a plan for him for sure. Um, Johnny Davis. Um, this is where it gets tough here. This is where it gets tricky with the minutes here. This is where somebody's going to be an odd man out or potentially could be the odd man out. And I think, you know, as a rookie, it's tough to get minutes. This is why I think, you know, Johnny may play in the G League a little bit, you know, because after Brad, after Corey, you know, he is the third shooting guard on the death chart. And then you look at the small four position. After Will, after Denny, then it's Johnny Davis. So he's third string on each depth chart. And then, you know, Tommy Shepard and Wes said that he can play point guard. Monte Morris. Um, after that is DeLon Wright. And then Johnny Davis. So Johnny Davis is really third string on every, on every you know, every category, every position. He's third string. So where is he going to get playing time? Let's say Corey Kispert is playing really well. He's knocking down the three. Do you really put Johnny in? Or are you going to put Brad back in the game after Corey gets tired and you want to change it up? Will Barton at the three. You can play him at the two and then maybe Johnny at the three sometimes here or maybe Johnny at the two and then Will at the three in some bench units. You know, this, this is why I'm like, hey, you know, where are the minutes for Johnny? Where are they? You know, it's going to be tough for him. Unfortunately, injuries happen. So there are going to be times where we're going to need Johnny to play. Even without an injury, I think we're, we're going to there, there are going to be times where we're going to need him defensively for his de- defensive intis- intensity. And Johnny does have some switchability. I think he can guard point guards. I think he can guard some threes in the league at, at times. Um, but Johnny, he's going to have to work on a three-point percentage. Um, he's going to work on. He's going to have to work on the ball handling, the shot creation. There's just a lot of homework for him, and obviously that's because he's a rookie. To be fair to him, but looking at the summer league game, you saw some deficiencies there where he was stuck on the island, couldn't really get past guys, didn't have any counter moves. When he when he did get stopped, he didn't really know where to go. Um, I thought he was a solid passer. I thought he was a good rebounder. Um, I thought he was solid from the free from the free throw line. The shot, the three point shot, the form. I have I don't really have much of a problem with it. Didn't knock it down much, but towards the last couple games or that last game, he hit a couple threes. Um, defensively, I thought he was solid. Um, the Pistons game, he got to the basket. He got blocked by Jalen Duran, where his shot was sent to the to the uh, second row. So he has to work on finishing. He did miss some bunnies, some layups. Or finishing through contact has to work on that too. But he's 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 a tough shot maker. That's what his game is based on. High usage rate at, at Wisconsin, where he's not going to get that usage rate. He's going to be a catch and shoot guy with the Wizards to start off. Bradley Beal's going to have the ball. Monte Morris is going to have the ball. So he's going to have to be ready to catch and shoot. To say, I would say, a la Josh Hart, he's going to he's going to have to be ready for that three and D role, or even a KCP type of role, three and D guy. That's what I think is going to start off as in the NBA. But I do want to see him handle the ball a little bit. And get those situations. You know, his game is predicated in the mid-range game. 
He is a great. He was a great mid-range shooter at Wisconsin. I know that shot is looked down upon or frowned upon in the NBA, but you know, can he take some tough shots and make them? You know, will he get that long leash where his game is where they just give him the ball at Wisconsin, get out the way, and just make a tough shot? Where it's not going to work like that right now with this roster where it's currently constructed. So, I do think he's going to play a couple of G League games. I think he's going to play at least five, to be honest. Um, I just want to see where he gets playing time. I want to see him in the preseason too. I do want to see him play against more talented players, actual NBA players, how he plays in the flow of the NBA game. The speed is going to be faster. Of course, how is it, how is he going to play next to Bradley Bill? Has he played next to Chris Tapps? Other guys where defenses aren't really focusing on you, where they, they did a little bit in the summer league. They weren't doubling him or anything like that, but I do want to see how he plays with um, better talent around him. So um, I did want to get to Denny and Rui. But you know what? I'm just going to save that for another episode with the uh, wings. We're going to get to that, and I'll talk about those guys. Um, but I just want to finish up. The, I just wanted to finish up the shooting guard slash wings preview. I think Johnny with the minutes distri- distribution, I'm going to go when he when he does play, I'm going to say 10 minutes per game. Will the throw is going to get about 30, 32. Uh, Will, I just want to see him lock down defensively. Be that three and D kind of guy, knock down open shots when Chris Tapps hits him, and be that secondary playmaker too. Create shots for others and be a really good playmaker and be a spark. You know whether it's off the bench or starting. I just want to see that energy and just being a spark for sure, finishing above the rim for sure, and that playmaking ability. I'm intrigued to shoot it and knocking down the three. I'm intrigued to see Will Barton. I'm, I'm excited to see Will. I really am. I'm excited to see Will Barton. So uh, once again, I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get a podcast. Now for your second listen, go and check out and get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day with Locked on NBA. Locked on NBA, your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. Make sure you guys subscribe to to Locked on Wizards on YouTube and hit the notification bell. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.